And I'm Spanisha Simone, and welcome to Case Rotation Podcast. That's not usually the way that you mimic me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Things change. Welcome to another episode of Case Rotation. Episode 14 to be exact. My name is Box Jetson. And I'm Spanisha. (laughs) I'm Spanisha Simone. Wow, you know good and well you don't say it like that. Switched it up. But we want to thank y'all for tuning in. Um, We were afforded a slight break through having a podcast with (laughs) Malcolm. Um, Of course, you know, when we get together, we always have deep, thoughtful dialogue. So we actually had a lot of, like, topics to cover and had enough for two parts. So that gave us a free week to kind of chill and... Take in things, you know, focus on what we need to focus on. Um, what's been going on with you, Nish? Um, well, How first, you feel about being back? First, I want to say I'm excited to be back because when we had that two-part episode with Malcolm, um, I feel like we kind of cheated. Like, having the other half of it be a whole episode over the week. But I was pretty sure that people weren't going to, like, listen to three hours of us talking to Malcolm in one se- sitting session. Yeah, I agree. So, um, yeah, it feels good to be back. Um, but there was honestly enough to talk about that. After we talked about having two parts, I remember telling you that I would like to have, like, like two episodes for the second part. So, we'll drop his episode as a part two and then, like, another one with just us. But I think we opted against it for some reason. I don't know But why we clearly we opted against it. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah, but I don't know why. But whatever, we're here. We're trying to oversaturate the market. I hope you guys had a great Valentine's Day, even though it feels like Valentine's Day. Wasn't it last week? Was it last week? It was Was it not last week? Are we going to... Oh, it was two weeks ago now. Oh, shoot. Okay, well, we haven't talked to you in two weeks, really. So, hope you guys had a good Valentine's Day and President's Day, if you celebrate that. Mm -hmm. Um, What have I been up to? It's different when you check in, like, when you check in with people who, like, we check in weekly. So, it's like, (laughs) the things that I'm doing weekly don't really change. Yeah. As opposed to when you check in with somebody, like, every month or so. You know, you usually got a couple of things different. I mean, the wedding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The wedding. And then doing a little bit of teaching every now and then. You know, the basics. That's not the basics. I mean, the basics of my life right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've been up to. (laughs) (laughs) I got some new good books from the library that I'm excited to read. What are those books? Uh, Oh, well, first, I'm really excited that um, Becoming by Queen Michelle Obama will be out November 13th. Hey. So, you can pre-order that. No, I haven't pre-ordered it yet. Yes, I'm going to. She's also going on a book tour, so I'm praying that it's a city near me because I would like to go. Um, but, yeah. What books did I pick up? Um, <laughs> I picked up the book by Issa Rae. The Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. I got that book. Um, what Happened by Hillary Clinton. And Malala. I got her autobiography. Okay. Yeah. So, I guess I can let you know how those go. Yeah, I'd love to hear <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, and then, this. Well, are we going to talk about our weekend or you want to just check in first? Um, I can give a quick check in. Okay. Uh, things have been going pretty good with me. I have a lot of weight lifted off. Um, two major things have happened. One, I'm going to talk about later. Like, way later. In so. life or on the podcast? In the podcast, but it'll be later. In later episodes to come. Oh, so that's make what sure I meant. You, you okay. stick with this. Um, but, yeah, we got to save the dates. Oh, I forgot about for that. The wedding. So that was a huge weight lifted. And... Got some new developments on the PhD grind, so stay tuned for updates, stay tuned for um, all that good stuff, man. Just just know. Oh, and check out our website, because we've been working on it. Oh, yeah, the website, niche, mainly niche, because I've been, I've been doing a lot. <laughs> I was not going to say that, <laughs> but okay. No, I'm not even, even going to take some credit. Like, I mean, I, I helped, 
in the beginning stages, but any new updates that you see, that's all Nish. Like, Nish has been putting in crazy work, and she needs the credit for it. Like, her web design game is A1. So, yeah, make sure you check that out. www.spoxforever.com. Yeah, www.spoxforever.com, in case you missed it. Spox with two X's, clearly just a combination <laughs> of our names. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, I've been real cool, man. Like, I got some new developments coming. Um, something else about the wedding. Oh, we, we started, well, actually, mostly finished our registry. Oh, yeah, we did start that. I know y'all come, like, to us, y'all hear the real about wedding planning and how stressful it can be, how grungy it can really get. But when we did the registry, we actually had a really good time. I think it kind of made it more real or, like, seem more real. Yeah, it did, especially... I don't know. Especially when we were at Bed Bath, because (laughs) um, the lady we talked to, like, the registry lady, she was just giving so much detail and... So much unnecessary detail, just excess information, and she was doing a lot of circumscribing. She was really nice, but it was just so much. I'm like, bro, I I really don't need to hear all this. Like, can I just get the scanner and let me go about my day? So by the time she got done talking, I'm already exhausted. I'm like, man, I'm ready to. Fox is like overwhelmed. Yeah, like yeah. After she finished, when we got the scanner and we're on the floor, like he was just like overwhelmed. Yeah, like bro, give me a minute just to sit down, because like I hate when people overload me with unnecessary information like just give me the basics give me what i need and let me go on about it like i just i hate being talked to death so but but besides that like we had a really good time um nish had some funny highlights throughout we had Kristen come along with us what did i do your camera (laughs) my camera (laughs) what did i do when you hurry up and scanned it super fast Uh oh that's your favorite part of the whole time. I scanned a camera and box thought <laughs> I was... With... checking it out. Like, she just looked at it and <laughs> didn't pick it up. But and... if you're listening and you want to get us a gift... Yeah. I really do like the camera, okay? Yeah, the I didn't just scan here. it just because I liked it. So, if you're... Don't think that I don't want the camera if you see it. I want it. And for <laughs> me, I really, really like that. The vegetable chopper, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're so Run, that, run right? that my way if you... If you um... But, oh, yeah, so, yeah, that's something I've been working on, the wedding website. Yeah. I don't know why I forgot about that. Probably because it's been a few days I haven't worked on it. But, um, yeah, and then this weekend we went to see our friend Cam Harris, Cameron Harris. President. President Cameron Harris, forgive me. Hashtag Um, 2028. He hosted a, well, no, he didn't host it. He presented a workshop Mm -hmm. at Hope City Church, something like that. Hope City and it was about the church and politics and black people it was just it was good he did a really great job if you and we should have talked about it on here but yeah if he presents again somewhere we will either tweet it or say it on here and let you guys know but it's definitely something that you should check out if he does it again and it's near you it was really classy, man. I like how he touched on the the importance of, like, the black vote and how integral mm-hmm. it is to, like, shift elections. And he talked about, like, why the voter suppression is present today, like, in terms of uh, the scare tactics. Ah, scare tactics and intimidation tactics. I cannot speak, talk tonight. Scare tactics yeah. and intimidation tactics that were used to, like, pre- prevent black people from voting. So I thought it was really cool. Um, like it's a lot of it, good stuff. Yeah, like it carries over today. So make sure you get out and vote. Make sure you um, check out Kim Ooh, if you were to that present that workshop. Yeah. Make sure you registered. Make sure you registered to vote in your Make sure you vote. District. You're an educated voter that you know what you're voting for. Yes. Don't just aimlessly vote. Because I'm not going to lie, man. Like, I can go. <laughs> well, I, I think I kind of have the privilege to go in uneducated and vote. But it's still no excuse. Like, I don't really have the time to look into these issues and things like that. And also, my best friend is in politics. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. He really kind of can just, like, give you the quick rundown. Yeah, like, yeah. But that's no good. Cool, no like, good. No. I mean, it's yeah. not. Like, it's like Because it's, it's your right. Yeah. to vote, so yeah. you should also be informed. Yeah, it's good to know that I can just hit him like, bro, like, what well, issues good. am I voting on? He's like, alright, like, yeah. just lays it out for me. So and like, like, but he talked about that too in the workshop, like how the wording sometimes, 
it's hard for people to understand and they're just like okay like i'm not voting for this yeah. i don't i don't know what it means yeah so it, it does help when you have somebody who can just translate like okay well basically this means yeah. this so um yeah but he what he he talked about some really important stuff so yes make sure you're registered to vote make sure you're an educated voter if cam does this workshop again we will post about it and let you guys know because it's definitely even if you're not black (laughs) it's definitely something that you should um that you should know that you should be educated on i have to agree so yes um what else have we been doing I don't know. We should have wrote it down. I'm pretty forgetful. I think I said that on here before. Um, Is that that? I think that might be it. Well. (laughs) Some big changes this year. Like I was sitting back reminiscing and reflecting on this past year alone. And I'm like, it's only February. And I've already like had some crazy blessings happen like some some crazy changes going on in my life and like the year isn't even a quarter of the way over like it's still so much more in store like that kind of scares me yeah like i'm still getting married like i'm still other stuff i'll talk about later (laughs) but it's just like so so many so many wheels are turning in my life like so much is moving right now and i'm trying to make sure that it's a comfortable ride so, for not only me, but for my lady as well. Yeah, I'm just going to enjoy the ride. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's without spoiling too much, like, that's all I'm really going to get into with what I've been doing. And I'm also a firm believer of, like, moving in silence. Like, not, you don't have to announce every single one of your moves. But it's cool to, like, share some successes with people. So, just a little quick. But it's just a little awkward when you tell people, like, yeah, you know, good things been happening, but I'm just going to not tell you about it. Because it's going to come out. Like, it'll make. Oh, yeah. When it it's like kind of like building it up. Yeah. It's like, I'm not, it's not like I'm never going to tell people, but. Just not at this moment. One of my favorite rappers is Currency, man. And one of my favorite lines by him is, it'll make sense to you further on down the road. And when people stop trying to rush things or stop trying to, like, hurry up and seize information and just take things for what it was. For what it is, go with the flow, and I think we'll be better off. So, you know, take these bits that I'm giving you, and when it all comes together, you'll appreciate it. Put it all together like a puzzle. Like a puzzle, man. Your favorite rapper's niche said that. My favorite trapper niche said that. Anyway. Okay, guys. So, again, we kind of just got some topics, things we want to talk about. We haven't been on here in two weeks, so... Yeah. One quick thing I want to touch on before we get into serious topic. <laughs> this is so old, so I feel like everybody's going to have to, like, think back. <laughs> but did you see the comment that Jason Derulo wrote on Jordan Sparks? <laughs> First off, how disrespectful to the her husband. I was going to say her baby dad, but that's her husband. Say he wished the baby was his. I don't know if that was real or not, though. But if it was real, how disrespectful is that? What if that was one of those safe word things? Oh. Because I was thinking, like, at first I was like, maybe this is real. But I also thought that the the Karuchi post was real. And then it turns out. Oh. Wow, that's really unfortunate that it took me two weeks to think that that was safe for. You know what? Let's just even forget that we went there. And let's move on to Black Panther. (laughs) I mean, he he very well could have done that. If he did, he's completely out of pocket. I mean, even on Safe Word, I wouldn't have done that. I don't know. It's it's kind of fun. An ex, like that's just... that's going a little far. He had the opportunity to. I mean, but I'm just saying, like, if, if, if that's the case, an ex. I don't know if I'd want to do something like that and say for it. Like, if my ex was married and I like said something, I'm like, oh, that could have been me. I wish it was me. That's just. I wish you look. Even if you are on safe word, it just makes you look weird, yeah. especially. Because Jason Derulo dogged her. Yeah. So I think it made it look worse. Okay, yeah. Guys, unfortunately, it did take me two weeks to discover that that was probably safe word. (laughs) Black Panther. (laughs) I'm pretty sure everybody who's listening has probably seen it. If not, we are going to let you know. 
Well, we regret to inform you that you may encounter some spoilers. So, um, this will be a good time. Actually, I'll put in. I'll put a little note of when we start talking about it. Yeah, and I'll tell. I'll put a note when we stop, so that way. When you go to listen, you can fast forward. Fast yeah, you forward. can fast forward. Okay. So let me let me jot this time down. Okay. So let me say it. Black Panther. So. Um, there's so many things we can talk about. We can talk about, um, Box, I'm going to let you lead the way here. All right, so <laughs> first, um, just getting into it right away. Well, well, okay, sorry. Well, let me talk about it. <laughs> I mean, what's up? No, like, what's no, no. up? So. Okay, well, first, I want to know, what were your expectations? Were your expectations met? Were they exceeded? Um, that feeling before the movie started, the feeling at the end of the movie, and then we can dig into the movie. Like, just the emotions, like, building up to yeah. the movie. And then, like, Twitter and all that, like... Well, for me, I am a huge anti-hype person. Like, I cannot stand hype. I cannot stand high expectations, because when you get disappointed, it just... It makes everything so much worse. Like, expectations can kill things. We share that sentiment. Yeah. So, like, I even talked to one of my coworkers at work, Jeff, like, when, like, whenever I know a movie's coming out, if I'm interested in it and I know I want to watch it or, like, it's something that, like, piqued my interest initially, I won't watch the trailer for it. Like, ever. Like, not an official trailer, not a made-up trailer, like, not a homemade trailer. I just won't watch anything that's going to give me any indication of what the movie is because I've had experiences where you'll watch a trailer and then you're like, oh, wow, that part was funny, or, oh, that part looks super dope, and then you get to the movie, it's like, oh, that's the funniest part of the whole movie, or it's the the best part of the movie, and I can't even appreciate it the way I want to because I've already seen it. Like, it's now the whole movie's trash to me because, like, the best part was already exposed and it wasn't that funny seeing it, but whatever. So, like, I don't like to create an idea, I like to just go in fresh so that way I don't have any expectations, I don't have any, like, idea of what's going on, so I don't, like, I guess so I don't get disappointed. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really have any expectations, so with me having no expectations, of course it exceeded my expectations, but to answer your question, I think the movie was phenomenal. Like, it was beautifully, it was beautiful visually, it was had a great script, great dialogue. I think the plot could have been a little more improved, but um, I don't know. I'm gonna give it a nine and a half. A ten? Yeah. For me, don't people usually do five stars for movies? Four and a seven quarters. I mean, four and three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Four and seven quarters. Um, for me. I mean, I knew I was, when I first heard it was announced, I knew I was going to see it because it's Marvel. And so, like, I go see all the Marvel movies. I don't really remember seeing any trailers. Like, maybe not any, I don't know what the trailers were like. Like, if they were, like, extensive. I just remember maybe seeing, like, oh, Black Panther in theaters this day. So I don't remember seeing trailers and thinking, like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't wait to see this part. Um, so I was just excited in general because it was a Marvel movie. Uh, when I saw it, though, well, I will say this, Twitter kind of took away from that excitement for me, which, in a way, has started to make me have, like, a love-hate relationship with Twitter. Because people were talking about, yeah, like, we're we're giving giving spoilers on Monday, and it's just like, you know... Not everybody can go the first weekend. Like, that's not their fault. Yeah. So, it's like, I, I think with Twitter, everybody wants to just rush and have that conversation. And, I mean, yeah, if you don't want to see, it's kind of like with TV shows. You just don't get on. But, I don't know. It was, that was kind of annoying to me. Um, or, like, just real quick, like, a caveat to that. There's a, with this new age Twitter... Mm-hmm. Oh, kinda, yeah, it is, like, different. Yeah, that's a good point. You can filter what you want to read. So, I... Yeah. Before I saw the movie, I had Black muted, I had Panther muted, I had Black Panther muted, I had Killmonger muted, I had T'Challa, mm-hmm. like, all, anything that was going to give me a, um, like, a rundown of the movie, I had muted, so that way it just stayed away from my time. But that was a good point that you made about New Age Twitter. 
Because Twitter is a lot different yeah. from... You couldn't mute words back from when I, I mean, I'm Twitter just talking about in days. general the whole how Twitter works. Like, how we navigate Twitter mm-hmm. is so much different than what it used to be. Yeah, yeah. Follow Friday. That mm-hmm. was fun. When everybody used to tweet hashtag now playing and whatever song they were listening to. <laughs> um, but, or blank flow. <laughs> right. So uh, Twitter kind of made me just like annoyed just because everybody was kind of... You're kind of forced to go see it immediately so you couldn't be on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but I loved it. I loved the visuals. Um, I loved the story. I loved the symbolism. I loved just all the, the how political it was. I know people were saying they didn't like how political it was, especially to be a superhero movie, but I liked it. And one thing, all of the Marvel movies have some type of political like aspect to them. Yeah. So I don't know why everybody was so up in arms about this one. Just because they wanted something. To but it's like you know around. they all have some political aspect. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was cool. The people, Box and I didn't dress up, but I think it was cool. The people who dressed up. Yeah, that was nice. Um, but the one thing that really interests me the most of all the things that interest me in this movie was the, the issue of like African-Americans and Africans. I think that is the aspect of the movie that I took with me and I just really like. I was, like, researching. Like, I thought so much about it. I just... I always knew that there was this disconnect, but I never really cared, to be honest, or sat and thought about, like, why or what the disconnect is. And I think that movie definitely opened up that conversation because I was so happy once we saw it, I could get on Twitter and, like, look at what people were talking about. And African people were saying, like, oh this movie isn't for African-Americans, like, it's for us, and blah, 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 and they were saying that uh, black people were, because I don't really like to call myself African-American, if we're being honest, but um, black people were appropriating African culture by dressing up and stuff, and it's, That's cool. it was just so, and it's just like, wow, so, there's just, I mean, it's a superhero movie at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but, I mean, I, I think it did really open up those, not, not open up, but just kind of like, introduce you to these ideas like oh yeah you know this and when i talked about um helping immigrants yeah and like i, I wish i wrote stuff down because when did we see this like last week yeah but yeah like when they helped when he was talking about the immigrants and just like all the little things that they touched on they didn't like go into great detail but they kind of you know sprinkled it in yeah. a little bit i loved it i loved it loved it hey i'm with you That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice review Oh. What's your favorite quote from the from the movie? <clears throat> I mean, obviously. Quote me. Go ahead. Quote it for me. <laughs> I'm not going to say it correct, and you're going to correct me anyway. No, say it. No. I'm not saying it for you. Bury me in the ocean with my ancestors. <laughs> Come on, I don't know the rest. No, that's a good quote. Bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who knew that that dying was better than living in bondage. Yeah, something like that. It wasn't that exactly, but it's, it's he so said it so eloquently. Um, but I, I, the, there were so many quotables from that movie, though. Like, even when Lupita was saying, uh, well, not Kia was saying, that she would make a great queen because she's stubborn. Like, can we talk about the black women mm-hmm. in the movie and just sure. how they were so strong and just, like, the respect. One of my favorite parts of the movie is when uh, I don't remember his name. Daniel Kaluuya's character. Yeah, thank you. Um, when they were in the big battle and he was with, what's her name in the movie? Okoye. Okoye. And he asked her, like, would he, would she kill him? And he's like, for my country, yeah. And then he just, like, dropped his weapon and, like, fell to the ground. Like, I don't know. It just kind of touched on just, like, the respect that he had for her, not only Mm -hmm. as a woman, but just, like, her position, like, her strength and knowing, like, you know what? Like, I'm not gonna, like, I mean, I guess he would have fought her. But (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Just the respect that he showed her. And obviously for her to be at such this this high position in this country. And they have, like, a whole 
female military, which is amazing. Like, I think the female characters kind of outshine T'Challa in yeah. the movie. I think that was on purpose, too. But I liked it. Because everybody outshined him. But T'Challa, I will say this, I think he was an amazing king. I do. Like, even when when Michael B. Jordan, I mean, Killmonger was like, is this your king? You know, <laughs> humiliating him. He I think, washed him, bro. I think, um, I like how compassionate he is. Mm-hmm. Because in the beginning, when he was challenged by... M'Baku. Thank you, M- M- Mbaku. That's how he said it. Mbaku. <laughs> I. Mbaku. Okay. Jamai <laughs> He, um, even when he was, like, sparing his life, and he's like, you know what, like. Don't make me kill you. Don't make you. me Your kill you. Yeah. You. And you pointed out, like, how he was one of the best characters, which I 100% agree with. Yeah, I think he's, he's the I think character. he's an. Uh, the, he hits, bro. There's no way. I think Shuri is a pretty, pretty good character. I don't know if I, she. I got her second. You think he Mbaku? It's the first. And he's got my favorite quote from the from the movie too. What's the what's his what's the quote? Um, when he was when he was fighting him, he was like, "No armor, no claws, no suit." Just a boy. And, and mom was like, tell him who you are. And then he started going crazy. Tell him who you yeah. are. <laughs> started going crazy. But I, like, I think he was the best character. Because like when you see him in that light, like when he first challenged him, you just expect like, oh, he's this, yeah, this meat headed dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I want the power. I want the glory. But no, it wasn't about that. Like, he wanted to do what was right. So even when he had the chance to eat, eat that flower, I mean, drink that flower or whatever they make from that. He, yeah. Yeah, like he was like, nah, let me take you to your king. I think that's the most underrated part. Yeah. I think people don't realize that without that, maybe they do, but I've, I haven't seen many people talking about it. Yeah. If you, it, without that, that part, move. the movie would have been done. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let's be real, bro. Michael B. would have destroyed him. <laughs> yeah. Real bad. So there we go. So. Wakanda. Boop. Yeah. So I think he he really was a great character. So he was he was Will awesome. Have the street of the Black Panther streaked away. Goodness, that was good. <laughs> um, and then who about other characters that I love? I mean Shuri, obviously. If you didn't, Shuri was if tight. you didn't love Shuri, Shuri why did you even watch it? Oh, hey, LT. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Okay. So, because Box is one of those people who believes Killmonger was right. Not that I believe he was wrong. I just kind of feel... Well, uh, let me rephrase that real quick. Wait. There was one point that you didn't bring up about M'Baku. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't bring up that in the beginning. He put his pride aside and knew that oh, you didn't bring that up. I kind of talked about it. Like, well, because, like... I guess that kind of led into him giving him that flower, too. Because yeah. when he had him choked out, he was like, you know, your people need you. Don't make me kill you. And he realized, like, okay, I got there's a greater purpose for and me. And tapped than, out. Than king right now. Yeah, like, I'm a, I'm a yield to you. Because I do to realize. To be there for you. my people. Yeah. Amazing character. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Kim was right. Go ahead. So, I... I I'm not saying he was right. <laughs> he just wasn't wrong. He was not wrong. And his method was terrible. Like, he had the right mindset, but he was ultimately going to become the person that he hated. Or like Absolutely. He was going to lead people to be the very system that he wanted to, to tear down. And I think people jump to that, oh, he was right. Oh, he, he was going to help black people. But it's just like, Getting that mentality of the army who trained you, of the, the, you know, the, <sighs> uh, I'm trying to find a way to say this. That mentality, that conqueror mentality was just going to make him the person that he, the people that he hated most. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely, it was crazy because they both wanted the same thing. He just went about it so radically. Yeah. I did not agree with his method, but I understood why he thought that that method was necessary. And in me, I'm always looking at things from a mental health standpoint. Like, 
trauma-based? Like, what have you experienced in your life that makes oh. you view things from this lens? And if you think about it, there was no mention of who his mother was. Mom was probably not around, like, if we're just being real. Um, Dad was killed at a young age. He walked in and found him killed by the very people that were supposed to protect him and then abandoned by them. So it's like, okay, I've already got this anger and hate and confusion in my heart from my father being killed by my own people. And, like, they left me here. So, like, it's like I've been betrayed. I've been abandoned. I'm experiencing pain. And then I have no nothing to turn to but racist Oakland, California, which then turns me into a killer. So it's like, I mean, he's American first. <laughs> and that's what Americans know, capitalism, mm-hmm. stepping on someone else's shoulders to get what to you get want. What so you it's want. like I've already had this pain, this trauma, this this anger built up and then turn around and live in America all these years. Like, growing up in America like that, like, look at all the kids who have a similar background. I think one aspect that really, I really enjoyed was when T'Challa was so like taken back, like, oh my gosh you left him without a father? Yeah. Because like I mean, not to be stereotypical, but a lot of times if you hear about like, somebody not having a dad, it's like, okay. I mean, your dad just wasn't around. Yeah. So, for them to be, like, just... He was just so upset mm-hmm. that this kid didn't have his dad. Um, I mean, part of me understood why they left him. But it also goes back into that, oh, I mean, he's only half. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he's part American. And I think that's why I got into that mindset of, like, the whole Africans versus African-American thing. Mm -hmm. And, like, because even now, I mean, people on Twitter will say, like, oh, like, they're not African. Like, they're the lost tribe or whatever. And, (laughs) I mean, it all does boil back to, like, we all go back to Africa. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I never, he held so much resentment for Africa, to Africa, and I think that I never thought of that perspective. I never, through all this time of knowing about slavery and everything that happened, I never thought, like, hey, where was Africa? Or, hey, what did Africa, you know? Um, I don't know. So then I, I started to think about it. And I mean, obviously, like, what really could they do? But... I mean, it definitely, you do hold some type of resentment, and then people will say, like, oh, well, you guys used to call us names and make fun of us, and now you want to be, like, part of the culture. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, I mean, it also boils down to education. Like, yeah. a lot of t- I mean, people in the Caribbean don't think that they're black. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what do you mean? Like, there's, it boils down to education and just how, how we're taught to look at Africa for a long time. I yeah. mean... Until I got older, I definitely didn't think that Africa had, like, cities and technology and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I never thought that. So, I mean, I understand the frustration on both sides, but I think it, I I think, I I saw this interview with Lopita, and she was talking about how on set it was, like, so many black people from different walks of life, like Afro-Latinas and um, Africans, like, from Africa and blacks and blacks from south america and like england like Mm -hmm. all over blacks from everywhere and she was like it was just like this huge like pan-african like celebration and it was crazy because um it was just all these black people from all these different places coming together and just celebrating their blackness yeah and it was awesome that is (laughs) I saw some behind-the-scenes stuff, too, where there was, like, rapping and beatboxing mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, it was some really good chemistry, so that also can prove, like, why they were so comfortable on screen together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, going back a little bit, like, it's just so much that you could take from this movie. And, like, I don't even know where to begin. Like, I have theories about Wakanda being viewed as, like, America's 1%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have views of, like... Um, Like, perspectives of Michael B. Like, who was Michael B.? I mean... You know, some people say that he was a hotep. Yeah, like, who was Killmonger meant to represent? Like, sometimes I can see him being a hotep like that. But I don't go to that, mainly. I go to him as, like, 
poor black America, and then Wakanda was like the bougie black America that's like spending millions of dollars Ooh. and not giving back, and then it's like. Um, like we have all this, we have all this knowledge, all this wealth, and we're just going to keep it to ourselves. Yeah. Like we're going to get rich and leave the hood, essentially. So then, that his one of his first lines was, "Oh, y'all sitting real comfortable. Y'all look real comfortable up here. Mm-hmm. Like while we down here dying, like y'all got an abundance." And then y'all get on TV or Instagram talking about, "Yeah, donate, blah blah blah." Like, <laughs> how about you? How about yeah. you donate? Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I didn't think about it like that. So yeah, I mean, it, it's so many ways that we could take it and spin it, but. Like, I think the the main take-home is, like, just build bridges and not barriers. And I love that. How shady, right? <laughs> yeah, how but... shady. I mean, I know that 45 is not watching this movie, but how shady and appropriate. He's hyped to watch it and be like, you know, it's a really good movie. I don't think so. <laughs> and don't say it's, nothing else. You know, he would, say it was, he would say it's, like, racist and oh, that yeah. they needed more white people. And the people who said that they didn't like that Agent Ross was in there... That's Shame my, on you. Ross was cool. Because I liked him. And I think he was necessary. I think he was symbolic of what, you know, America, some Americans, certain Americans should be like in certain spaces. Because he wasn't intrusive. He was He was helpful. Yeah. He was, he was like, if y'all need my help, I'm here. It's not like overbearing. It's not like, oh, let, no, let me do this. Yeah. Like, he got him where he fit in. But I did see one theory on Twitter that I never thought about, but it was like, they said it was. It made them sick to their stomach that the Wakandans were fighting amongst each other to protect white people. It was like undying Stockholm syndrome, basically. How are they trying to protect white people? When he was trying to send the weapons, when um, Killmonger oh. was trying to send the weapons back home, they was like killing each other. But I would him. argue if so, was Killmonger mad at white people or just? Just oppressive. Was it a, okay? So that could be. But he was talking about arming people that look like him. Okay. Or them. But poor, because it could be. You know how Kanye talked about it's not racism, it's whatever classism. classism. Yeah. So he could also be talking about like rich black people too. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It so was many good. Ways you could take it. It was a good movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Yeah. At this point, we're done talking, so we'll have that Maybe. blocked out for Maybe you. Just. But we'll just say, if you haven't seen Black Panther, please go see it. Okay. Twice if you can. Yeah, three times for the culture. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So, (sighs) this topic isn't that fun. But um, the Florida shooting, although, I think that was on Valentine's Day, too. Yeah, it was on Valentine's Day. I'm not going to say the kid's name. He went into his old high school, I think, that he was expelled from, and shot the school. I think he yeah. killed how many people? 17. 17 people. Um, and you guys as president <laughs> got on, I don't know if, where he was at. He said something about. I'm just going to say Fox News. <laughs> I'm gonna just go ahead and say Fox News. <laughs> he said it probably was. He said that um, I, it might have been Twitter though. He said something about like people should have been his friend and kind of shift victim blaming in a situation <laughs> like this. It was very soon <laughs> after the 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 shooting too. Um, so, anyways, I think that weekend or maybe last weekend, one of the students gave a speech and was basically saying um, she wants. 45 to come in her face and tell her that uh, he was sorry and like all this stuff like because she'd said she'd ask him how much money had he received from the NRA so these kids have been like planning walkouts and protests and like they just they want to be the last school shooting because if I mean I understand how they feel I mean I don't understand how they feel but I'd be terrified too I remember being in eighth grade and learning about Columbine and being so mad at my teacher because I'm like, why would you teach us this? There was this kid in my class who was kind of odd, and I thought that he would do something like that. So I'm like, dang, she put the idea in his head. So I was always super scared. But I never would go to school and think, oh, there might be a school shooting today. And that's probably, like, a reality for these kids. Mm -hmm. I think one of the kids said, I remember I was in seventh grade, 
and the Sandy Hook shooting happened, and now I'm in high school and another school shooting in, at my school, and I'm like, that's scary. Yeah. If you're going to school and these shootings are, like, something that's, like, I mean, we hear about them, but as adults, it's just like, okay, you know, that's sad. Mm-hmm. But as a kid in school, it's probably like, wow, like. This could happen at any moment. Yeah. In my school. So it's terrifying, and. Of course, the NRA is saying, oh, it's mental illness. It has nothing to do with guns. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. And, of course, they're saying propaganda. And I mean, the NRA also didn't tweet for, like, days after mm-hmm. this happened. Um, but some As people always. have been critical about this and this movement because George Clooney and Oprah have donated thousands of dollars to these kids protesting. And someone said, you know, well, when black people were protesting in Ferguson... They weren't met with those donations and that um, colleges are saying that if students are disciplined for protesting, that it won't play a role in them being accepted or not. And people are saying that, you know, white kids are doing the same thing that the kids in Ferguson were doing, but are not being met with the same attitudes, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's... Is anybody surprised? No, <laughs> I guess would be the real the real reaction. It's unfortunate. I mean, both situations are sad. It's not the oppression Olympics, but I mean, it is a reality because those people when they were protesting in Ferguson, that was terrifying. Like even seeing it on the news as an adult, like that was scary. Yeah. So to see like young people protesting, um, because of something that they felt like is an injustice, even if you don't agree or not, I mean, it's admirable. But to see these kids protesting and to be like, oh my gosh, like they're going to have a march on Washington. And I think it's awesome. But I do think that um, we need to have that same energy when black people are protesting too. Especially peacefully. Yeah, especially peacefully. And then when you meet them with violence and try to incite riots and make it a violent protest. Yeah. That's a whole nother ballgame. Yeah, that really is. Um, Because like, you know, I, I mean, we can talk about this later, but... I don't understand why we are always met with violence and met with tear gas and rubber bullets and mm. beanbags. Like, everything when we protest. Even, like, a lady even suggested water cannons one time on Fox News. So I'm just like... Wow. Yeah. Like, it's um, it's always bad, like, when it comes to us. We can protest peacefully for being slain for no reason. Like, and we're met with disrespect. And then you've got... Philadelphia, they win the Super Bowl. Oh, and they burn <laughs> and the city they, down. Yeah, they burn the city down, and there was no cops like stopping. Like there were cops coming picking up trees, but they weren't trying to police the area because there wasn't enough blacks or whatever. But like I do agree, like I don't think we should get into the oppression Olympics. Like I'm glad they are protesting, especially as kids, because like, I, I think it's awesome. Yeah, like you want to see them come together for a cause, and especially something like this, and it just makes me feel really bad because I'm like. When I was in mm-hmm. high school, like, that was never a thought for me. Like, oh, one of my classmates is going to shoot up to school. Like, we roasted each other every day. <laughs> like, every single day we was roasting each other, and it never crossed my mind that somebody was going to come and, and harm people. Um, so, like, the fact that that is a reality is really sickening, and I'm really fed up with the whole mental health narrative because... Fun I, mental health programs, then. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, mental health is an issue, but we're going to cut... <laughs> Funding to said mental health <laughs> concern, whatever. It's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's and um, like they don't fund enough if it is for mental health, but like for example, let's say they say the shooter had autism. Like well, we oh, know yeah. millions of people with autism who have never even thought to pick up a butter knife, let alone a gun and murder innocent people. Like it's just stupid. And it's a scapegoat, and and as opposed to looking at the NRA and the regulations that we put on people. Like, it's, I mean, I don't know. I think that um, there's a hidden agenda that we're not looking Absolutely. at. Absolutely. I'm a gun owner. Like, I have my my CCW and everything. And I, they put me through the ringer when I go to get a new gun. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I got to, like, fill out all this paperwork. Like, I got to wait for them to complete my background you gotta, check. probably got to pat your head, rub your stomach, and hop yeah, on the too. all this. So, mm-hmm. I'm like, if I got to go through this, how is a person with mental health concerns, i.e. schizophrenia, i.e., Whatever, whatever, like all of the, I'm not going to throw the book at you. Like if they're presenting with these diagnoses, why are they able to purchase a gun? Especially that holds the capacity of 25 to 50 rounds. Why do you need a gun like that? Yeah. 
Why? In assault rifles. Why do you... You have better That's guns than fun. the police. Yeah. Why do you need a gun like that? Yeah. Even when they say, well, it's our... Somebody literally said, it is our God-given right. God said that we needed guns. Somebody yeah. said it was our God-given right. God That's what that. I want to know, too. <laughs> I want to know that, too. But it's like people are ridiculous. When the Constitution was written, first off, if we're going to go off the Constitution, we already have some problems. Because, like I say, there were no women in the room. There were no, no people of color in mm-hmm. the room. It was old white men writing this constitution. Yeah. That's the problem right there. Like, Box has mentioned to me, there were no... People weren't walking around with machine guns back then. When they wrote the constitution, it took you 35 seconds to <laughs> load your firearm and shoot <laughs> one round. Like, you had to use the gunpowder, the little stick to push it in there, and then right. load it up and shoot it. Like, that takes a lot. And then, I mean, yeah, you can hold a gun back then, because you can only shoot one person in <laughs> 17 minutes. Exactly. But like, now that you can shoot 55 rounds in a matter of 10 seconds, like... I mean, nobody needs a gun like that. And, no, you don't. Yeah. And, and it's I not mean, about protection. It's about, shout out to Jordan Hawkins, people just being obsessed with the, the having the capacity to kill. Yeah, yeah. And it's sickening. It's disgusting. And especially in this new viral age. Like, you pointed this out to me today. Like, we live in an age where, like, oh, I want my 15 seconds of fame. I want to be trending. I want to be cool. Mm-hmm. And you were saying, like, this kid, the shooter, he's probably, like, oh, man, like, I... They're probably all talking about me on Twitter now. Like, I've never had any friends, and now I'm being talked about. Everybody knows me all over the country. Yeah, like, it's just that sick thrill, and it even has people calling and making threats, which is stupid to me. Like, if you're going to do a crime, why call and warn about it? And we're not teaching, we are in no way trying to teach you how to do your crime. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I'm going to stay away from that. But But that's stupid. Um, It's just. I don't know. To me, it's sickening. And then as far as we go back to the Constitution, in the Constitution, we've made amendments, correct? To, like, the Bill of Rights. We've made yeah. amendments. Yeah. So as far as, like, you know, um, black people being three-fifths of a person, mm-hmm. <laughs> unless you still agree with that as well. Right. Because, like, we've made amendments. It's our God-given right to be three-fifths of a exactly. person. You know, and I know a lot of you, not you guys listening, <laughs> but I know a lot of people do probably believe that. But, I mean, how I feel about guns, I feel like nobody needs a machine gun that can kill that many people that quickly. Unless you're in the Army, and even then... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm questioning that, Yeah, but then, even then, I got some... That's, that's a huge capacity to kill so many people, and it, I mean, it doesn't need to be taken lightly. That guy was, what, 18? I don't know. I, I didn't do too much research with him, because I don't... I don't like glorifying shooters. So yeah, like, and as far one thing that Stacey Dash said, I don't agree with anything that she says much, but she did say that a lot of times what these news channels do, which I'm pretty sure Fox did, so, mm-hmm. but these news channels um, make them celebrities and they, they talk do. about their background and their upbringing, and you know that's what these shooters want. There, I mean, I'm not going to blame it on mental illness, but there is some mental concern there yeah. because this person is taking something out on all these people who really have nothing to do with their true problem yeah. and they and I do I think that kid probably is like oh my gosh I'm trending I never had friends and now everybody knows exactly. me and, and I think you know we feed into it so I think that we need to quit naming the shooter we need to call them the shooter the terrorist yeah the terrorist like, we don't need to with we don't, a messed up background his mother died in November no and, you were a terrorist and you know I don't really care about his sob story even with autism, that's something that's very near and dear to my heart. That that has no bearing mm-hmm. on a crime like this. It's There's no excuse. There's no sorry in the world that you can say that can fix what these, fam- these families are broken. Yeah. So, and I think that's also interesting. You know, he was, what, 18, 19 years old. Tamir Rice was 12. Tamir and he Rice was a grown man. man. Yeah. And this guy's a teenager or a kid. Yeah, he's a kid. Tamir Rice was broken 12 kid. years old. So it's just disgusting. Um, one last thing that I did notice, there was one of the kids that's part of the the We Will March, whatever it's called, March, whatever it's called, um, she said that she was inspired, I'm actually going to read this tweet, she said that she was inspired by Black Lives Matter, so she actually did kind of shout out the 
the protesters for Black Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. which I thought was really dope. And she was talking about like how our country, basically how racist it is. Yeah. Um, she said. There was a tweet, and this kid said, when we organized in Ferguson, we were labeled thugs and criminals. 800 of us walked out for Mike Brown. The media said we went about it the wrong way. All we wanted was for the police to stop killing black people, killing people like us. Black youth been pushing for gun reform. And she said, much of what I've done and wanted to do was inspired by Black Lives Matter. We're protesting the exact same way and being called heroes just because the majority of us are white. America mm. needs to do better in so many ways. Mm. So I do think that these kids, these kids are awesome. I do think that these kids are pretty woke to what's happening. Um, and it's awesome because, I mean, a lot of them probably will be able to vote soon. So I think that people who do receive funding from the NRA should take that seriously because I don't know. Yeah. I mean, these young people are going to become voters. Yeah. And another thing I I didn't touch on, like, I hate the fact. Did you lose it? I was talking about Black Lives Matter. I was talking. I wasn't that. (laughs) The Constitution. Oh, yeah. um, Like, I meant to touch base on, like, they're coming up with all these super far off solutions to the oh, problem. Like, super dramatic. Yeah, like, oh, we're not going to allow book bags. Well, how do you expect kids to carry their homework? In? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, we're not going, we're going to arm the teachers with oh, we didn't. Oh, we didn't even talk about yeah. that. And it's like, why would you arm the teachers with guns? Like, First off, a lot of teachers are completely uncomfortable with that. Good. They should be. But, like, there's just so many other solutions. Like, we could use some of these tax dollars that we're giving to this military that oh, yeah. happy button man over there is like spending money toward like we can cut some of that funding and put in metal detectors at school or we can increase security like there's so many other things that we can do as opposed to taking these drastic measures that are a very similar to uh, like the same solutions that we have for rape victims yep. so it's like oh instead of attacking the actual issue we're going to put a band-aid or ways to prevent that you can prevent it from happening. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. It's just I don't know. Um, the te- arming the teachers thing. First off, you don't even want to buy teachers school supplies. Yeah, you want to buy <laughs> but, them a three eighty. You don't even want to give them a pay raise. But you want you expect them to be armed. If you're gonna expect me to be armed, you're gonna have to pay me more. Yeah. If you're gonna expect I me, money. I have to play. I have to play teacher. I have to play parent, babysitter. Because I mean, teachers they do a lot, mm-hmm. and now I have to play police. <laughs> you have to pay me. I need you that know. Glock money, bro. I, this one teacher, she was talking on CNN, and she was saying like, if she was a teacher, she'd have her gun locked up. So by the time she was able to get to the gun, you know, it already would have been done. And then just think about like even beyond like a lot of people put the blame on teachers, like oh, the think, black kid accept this teacher's gonna uh, shoot him. Like that, I think that's. I mean, I, fun not, I think Twitter. that's. I think that's a true reality. But what about the teachers who are like frail and fragile? Like what? If, what if a, a kid comes? And takes their gun. Yeah. Like, teachers get beat up every day on, on the internet. I mean, also, it's just giving you teachers... You just reminded me when you said she'll lock her gun up. Because I'm like, what if someone got it on the hip and they happen to turn and talking to Billy about... I mean, you have to always up. keep an eye on your gun yeah. as, as well as keeping an eye on your class. Yeah, like, I can't imagine a pressure. kindergarten teacher where you got kids everywhere yeah. running around and you got a gun in the room. <laughs> don't let one of the kindergartners get a hold of it. Like, I think, I think honestly, that would create more problems in the school if we actually had guns in every classroom. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's more chance of somebody getting their hands on a gun. Um, and then I also think it's not cool. Teachers have to play police. Half the time, police can't even play police correctly. Mm-hmm. So why are we going to expect teachers who just want to teach yeah. to play police and put their life on the line? That's stupid. And they didn't sign up for that. I mean, and then our you guys as president had a conference and was saying that the <laughs> the security guard, the armed security guard, was basically a moron because he didn't go into the school, which I guess he said he thought he heard the shots outside. From what I heard, the school was pretty confusing, like how it was set up, but mm-hmm. he thought the, sh- the, the shots were from outside. And he said, yeah, if I were there, I would have ran into the building, even if I was unarmed. 
And it's just like, yeah, we all believe that. <laughs> we all believe that. Especially, like, with the meme. Of, of him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't even take a couple raindrops for, for your, your son. For your son. But you can take a couple bullets for some... Bye. immigrant And kids. you're not going to run anywhere. Yeah. He's gonna, all he's going to do is say, well, if we had the wall, they wouldn't be here. <laughs> so, a disgrace, a disgrace, a disgrace. And then you Teachers don't need empathy guns. Cards. You had to have empathy cards. Oh, yeah. So shut up. I feel you. Yeah. I understand I how you. you feel. How would you like us to approach this <laughs> Like, situation? you're not that much of a sociopath. Yeah. Because I know the the Republicans mocked Obama when he was crying during Sandy Hook. Remember that? When Sandy Hook happened, he cried. And they were mocking him and saying, like, some type of leader. And he went and met with all those families individually. And, I mean, he definitely tried. People say, well, you you didn't fix gun reform. I mean, he definitely tried. This president is not doing anything about it. He would invite them to listen to him speak or invite them to meetings, and they wouldn't show up. Right. And then, uh, I mean, I think this time last year, 45 got rid of some, um, there was like some, I think, background tests. It was like more extensive background testing that you had to get done in order to get those types of guns. And he got rid of it Mm because it was like something that Obama enacted. So he got rid of it. So it's like, yeah, we care so much about mental health. And let's get rid of the whole, the stupid meme with... Um, people drink and drive all the time, but we don't get rid oh of cars. God. Get rid of that because you're an idiot. Yeah, that's dumb. I'm not even going to comment on that. So, but yeah, just stop. That's how I feel about all of that. Stop being crazy. Stop shooting up schools. And this is not get me victim help. blaming, but I mean, do check on people, like especially your loved ones. Like even if it's not like even if they don't have the capacity to go and harm multiple people. Like, people do have the people capacity need to harm themselves. And treat people nicely. Yeah. Like, I mean, even when I was in school and there were people who, like, I mean, I wasn't friends with them. I don't, I'm not saying you need to go be friends with people just so they won't do anything. But, I mean, just be nice. Like, just, sometimes even smiling at people yeah. can just turn their day around. Exactly. So, just, like, smile and you never know what someone's be courteous through. to people. Don't be a douche. Because you don't know how that affects people. Like, even me as an adult, when people smile at me, that really does yeah. make me feel good. You feel warm inside. Yeah, know, I'm like, They oh, are contagious. Like, we learned that not... as kids. Yeah. In elementary classrooms. And we, we saw lose those it somewhere. That was like, smiles are contagious. Yeah, they really are. Like, you can change someone's whole day by just saying what's up. Yeah, or like, oh, hi, hope you're having a good day, or how are you today? Like, just being nice. It could feel like, <laughs> oh, they don't exist in this world. And just you acknowledging them can make them feel as if they have a place. And I think with this social media culture, we just get this idea. Because you see people commenting on celebrities, and yeah, they're rich and famous, but I mean, I know those comments have to hurt sometimes. Mm -hmm. If I was a celebrity, I'd have my comments turned off. Mm -hmm. Because I know it has to hurt. Like, I've seen things that people have said to people, and I'm just like, these people are real people. They're still humans, and Grown human man boys. And you're putting all that negative energy out there, like... And I mean, yeah, they're famous and rich, and maybe they won't read it, but maybe they will. And how would you feel if somebody was saying that stuff to you? Yeah. So I don't know, but with social media, I think people just feel so, oh, I can say this. I can say whatever I want or do whatever I want. It doesn't matter. And you wouldn't say it to their face. Yeah, that's true. So just be nice is the moral of the story. Speaking of social media and, um, like, people having... I guess opinions on things that are happening, like especially pop culture. And um, that brings me to our last topic. So the NBA Young Boy video. All of our topics are so sad. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think everybody may have got a chance to see that. It's something that just surfaced a couple of days yesterday or the day couple before. Days, yeah. yeah, it's been in circulation for a couple of days. Um, like I want to start by asking you, what do you make of it? Like as a woman, what, from your perspective, how do you interpret that? Um, I don't think that they were playing. I don't know. To me, it's sad. It's disheartening because she's so young. I mean, they're both young. But I can't really feel for him. Yeah. Um, I just feel really bad for her because she's doing what a lot of women do, which is protecting Mm -hmm. their abuser. And... I don't know. I did see a tweet that said, you know, when she's tired, she'll move on. But it's like, will she have the luxury? Because if he's 
hurting her in that way, will she live to be able to move on? Um, that's one thing that I'm very blessed I never had to experience was like physical assault or violence. Um, I don't know. Even what I saw her on Periscope, like you can just kind of look at her and just see how lost and hurt she is. Like, and still protecting him and we were just playing like that's how we play and um nobody better be slamming me into anything unless it's like pillows or a pool but i mean don't slam me yeah don't slam me that hard either like i don't know like i think playing with your girl is one thing like it's it can be cool but we don't even play fight yeah we're also grown so like i mean (laughs) i understand like he's Plus, you already know. Like, you don't, you don't want that, that issue. Oh. <laughs> but, um, like, he's 18 years old now. Like, you got to understand he's not a kid anymore. And he's in the and, spotlight. Yeah, you're in the spotlight. Like, yeah, people are always watching everything you're doing. And, like, she said something dumb to that extent. Like, oh, um, we can't even play in public. Like, you don't <clears throat> play like that. Like, Even if you're not famous, her, you don't play like that. Yeah. The way he slammed her, bro, like, even if... They were playing. Like, she could have hit her head wrong or anything. And, like, she lied. It looked like it hurt. Yeah, like, she lied. I thought she was knocked out. Yeah, me too. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, that's, this is intense. And then, like, ripping her shirt off and all that. Like, I don't know. That was just, if he was playing, like, then you gotta learn how to play. They play way too rough. Yeah, that's too much. I don't think that they were playing. Yeah, and I feel like right now she's just kind of protecting him. So. It's the story that a lot of women who are in these domestic violence related situations like go through a feel as if they're um but i don't know what exactly is she trying to protect them like her well it could be that i know people were saying that but sometimes when you're in a relationship with someone and maybe they're like not treating you the way that they should be maybe she sees that potential in him and so she knows the person that he can be and she's just like you know I don't want the world to think this of him because this is not who he is. Like, he's just, he's stressed because of the album or stressed because of the tour. So maybe she's just like, I know the person who he really, who he really is. Mm -hmm. And this is not it. And she's probably like, we've been through this. Like, I can take this. It's fine. So, I mean, that could be her mindset. And it also could be, this is my check. So. I get it. But, I mean, it's just, it's kind of scary because when it, I mean, Emotional and mental abuse is one thing, and it's hard. But I think physical abuse is just so much scarier to me just because, I mean, this person is physically harming you. Yeah, more than likely bigger than you. Yeah, and I mean, if I was her, I mean, people were saying, like, she might be afraid to leave. I don't even even think it's her being afraid because, I mean, he's in jail now, and she's sitting on here protecting him. And you would think, like, okay, he's in jail. Like, maybe if I was afraid, this would be my chance to leave. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, I mean, she said everybody should mind their business and leave her alone and all this stuff. I mean, it's just one of those situations. It is the truth. I think this is, when it comes to relationships and somebody being mistreated, people aren't going to leave until they're they're ready. Mm-hmm. And when they're tired. And you can't, I mean, you can tell somebody until you're blue in the face, like, yeah, you deserve better, blah, 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 but you're not going to think that until you decide that you deserve better. Right. But it is unfortunate to watch because she's so young, and that's going to, when she's older, like, a few years from now, she's definitely, I mean, hopefully she's not with him, but. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I don't say that. I'll just say, man, don't play like that. Like, if you play, make sure you do it safe and in a controlled environment and not in a place where it, why if that was the case, like, not in a place that it looks worse than what it is. Why do you have to play fight? I don't know. Like. I don't know. But they're young, so, like, I remember being young. You used to play fight? Yeah. I mean, never that extreme, but definitely. That's fun. Okay, so I've never been a play that fight was, type that of looked, That didn't look fun. <laughs> it looked like a fight. Uh, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of that Ray Lewis thing. I mean, not Ray Lewis. What's his name? Ray Rice. Ray Rice. But yeah, if you're well, he, in that situation... I thought he was going to punch her. If you ladies are in that situation, please understand that like you can get help and you don't have to go through that. You and that's not love. That's not love at all. Somebody that's puts the their hands on you, they don't love you. 
Not even a little bit. Unless they're putting their hands on you to pray. <laughs> That's what my mom used to tell me. Don't let nobody put their hands on you unless they put their hands on you to pray. And that's just the truth. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Box is right. You don't deserve it. So I hope you, you believe that. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's all. Yeah, that was somber. Right. I wish we had a happier topic to leave off on. <laughs> oh, good news to come. Yeah. Thank you to everybody who listens. Um, we apologize that it was a little... Sad, yeah. One thing I'm gonna say this though at the end, so maybe we can talk about it next week. I want to talk about your passions, like how you found out. Because I talked to Jordan Hawkins this weekend, and I talked to um, I was substituting today, and I talked to a woman. She was telling me like how she found her passion in life, and so I'm really interested in how people the story of how people discover like, oh my gosh, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. Yeah. So I don't know how I can. I guess that's what I want to talk about next week. So if you're listening, think about your passions and how you became inspired and discovered that you wanted to pursue whatever you're pursuing. Yeah. So that's a lighter note. (laughs) But thank you guys for listening. Um, Please rate, comment, subscribe on iTunes. Yes. And check out our new website. I mean, not new website, but the new stuff on our website, SpocksForever.com. And you can listen to our podcast on there. You can follow us on Twitter, the podcast, um, at Case Rotation. Is it Case Rotation Pod or Case no, Rotation? No, just Case Rotation. I always do that. Case Rotation. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Spinzo, S-P-I-N-Z-Z-Z-O. At Box Jetson. And, um, yeah, we were so glad to be back and we will talk to you guys next week until then hold it down bye stay up like layups